Hello and welcome to the Spatial Design Podcast. My name is Christoph Merkley. I'm a lecturer in this BA program. Today we have a very special guest that is Valentin Spies, the founder and CEO of iArt. It's an engineering office for planning, expertise and realization of media projects and that has over 40 employees. Welcome, Valentin, and thank you for joining the show. Thank you, Christoph. Thank you for having me. iArt has uh, exists now for nearly 22 years. It has been a long ride, a long journey. Can you tell me more about the beginning of iArt, about the skills that you had or the, the gaps um, that you have seen uh, in the how you say in the professional field mm -hmm. and um, all the fields that you saw the vision that you had in order to better help your clients by working together with some awesome people an awesome smaller team I guess than now can you uh, tell me more about this beginning of the journey I art sure um, yeah my, actually, the, the beginning of iArt was uh, in 2001, beginning of 2001, when I decided to um, start my own company. Before mm -hmm. that, I was still working in the industry as an electro engineer. So mm -hmm. I was developing hardware test equipments for um, lightning tests for airplanes, for example. Mm -hmm. So very, very, te very techy. Mm -hmm. uh, also very interesting because it was really challenging, um, this field. Um, it's an international business and uh, very, very very specialized. And Switzerland is very strong in this field, uh, which is uh, kind of funny. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, this time I was already uh, working a lot with uh, media artists, um, mainly in, uh, in, in the field of um, video art. Uh, I was I was an um, uh, associated member of, of an organization called VIA. Um, this is um, um, a foundation of uh, media artists. Uh, it's actually the first class graduated from from the uh, University of Applied Science, uh, HGK in Basel, uh, audiovisual uh, art class, and uh, and this class. Um, founded a, a studio together mm -hmm. uh, because you, re you remember this time you know equipment in this field was still very expensive yes so having the, uh, an edit suite and having uh, good cameras was mm -hmm. not not affordable for for artists so they mm -hmm. had to join forces to to work together mm -hmm. and uh, i was there as a teenager already uh helping them to realize their artwork so it was always my hobby to to be involved in this kind of uh, projects and I mean this was a really interesting time because you know uh, nonlinear editing and you know the digital digitalization of, of video was was actually happening at this time mm -hmm. and uh, so yeah the, the artists asked me if, if I could help them with my technical skills to start you know the digitalization of, of, of their studio mm -hmm. and so that's how I came in touch with with media art and um, uh, I was also, I mean, I'm sure I'm a technical nerd, um, but I was always um, very interested in, in arts and, and design. So I had a strong affinity uh, to what, what they were doing. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
yeah, starting with that, um, in 2001, um, many of these artists were kind of successful. Um, one of the founding members is Pipi Lottirist, and then there was <laughs> okay. Uda Matis, wow. and you know, a lot of other artists. Mm -hmm. And they were doing a lot of media art projects on buildings, which is kind of fun because, you know, um, in the, before, you know, art on buildings was never done with media art because, you know, normally the client said, you know, it's not stable, it's, yeah. You can't put the video somewhere in in a building because you know it's 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 all these devices are breaking. Uh, mm -hmm. You know everything was based on on magnet um, tapes and things like that, so that yes. didn't work really. Mm -hmm. But with the digitalization, it was possible, mm -hmm. and so I was supporting them, and I was actually bridging the gap between um, the artists and um, the uh, the building owners and the architects. So I was in between. Um, these um, parties and mm -hmm. helping to realize um, uh, proper engineered um, solutions for for the buildings. So I, I'm actually I was in charge with um, uh, with also my uh, yeah, employees to to yeah to realize these things in a professional way so that uh, everyone gets happy that the integration really happens uh, into the building and. Um, yeah, and and so this was actually the the starting point mm -hmm. of my business art realization. So that's also why the um, the reason why the company was called Ingenieurbüro für Kunst und Technik, mm. which was the original name of iArt. Also iArt, the Ingenieurbüro für Kunst und Technik. Mm. So I'm an engineer as well. I made a bachelor of engineering and. For me, there are like quite some differences between engineering and design. Where engineering, like if you're talking about technical engineering, that has a right or wrong way to do it, and design is a lot of arguments. So, you in 2001 founding iArt with these awesome other artists and working together with them. How did your mindset change towards design or art? Did you have some? Um, learning points uh, or uh, hard, um, how you say, conflicts? Or, or what was your personal evolution? Did you mm -hmm. already, mm -hmm. always had this mindset? Or what did you need to do or realize in order to help the company or mm -hmm. getting this project done? Mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's funny that you say, you know, like it, it, uh, engineering is, is right or wrong. That's, that's true uh, from a certain uh, point of view, but to be honest, for me, technology is is a tool for mm. art as well. So it's of it's course. really obvious that technology is is um, is yeah is a tool set uh, for for realizing art. So this is was always my approach to when it comes to the uh, using of technology. I was never driven by technology itself so it mm -hmm. was never, never the idea to say okay look there's a very, a very new funny whatever tool we could use it to make art mm -hmm. it was always the other way around it was always the, the situation that an artist for, for example Muda was coming and saying okay could we make um, um, an, an iron um, uh, an uh, could we use an, uh, an iron to make it an interactive tool Mm -hmm. And I said, yeah, why not? Let's try. So yes. let's learn how we can use uh, um, uh, everyday to, um, objects to be something 
in an art piece. Yes. And and that was the always the the motivation. So the motivation was to to realize a vision, uh, mm -hmm. artistic vision, by by technology or with the use of technology. But technology, it was not, never driven by the technology. So it was never the idea to say, okay, yeah, there's something, uh, there are new possibilities uh, in, in technology, so we could use it to make art. It's always the other way around. So, uh, and that's also why very often we were looking, or I was looking for solutions, and then maybe there was no solution on, on the market. So I had to invent a solution. So we had to find a new way of using a certain technology mm. in 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 the art field and that was actually the the fun part um to to um have these combinations um, um exactly to find new ways of using technology in a totally different context so yes. many many of the technologies we were using in the beginning were coming from any kind of industry i don't know um telecommunication industry or whatever mm. and i we kind of um I don't know the word in English, uh, actually, the, the right word, missbrauchen. We yes, just misuse. use them for another purpose. Yeah. Yes, misuse, misuse them in a way. But, but yeah. it's really interesting because for me, of course, in engineering, it's not always, only in right and wrong, but when you are like trained in the schools, in applying science, you, you pass a lot of tests where you can argue, like, this is the right solution. This is not the right solution to do. Yeah. And for me, like all this design thing that came later in the master um, uh, putting the human human centered design, all these um, awesome methods. Yes. And for me, it's like, as I hear you talking, like you had this personal in you, or, or did you learn at school? Did you have special books or idols mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or something? Or uh, are you trying yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, I know what understand? you mean. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. You know, the funny thing is that I learned a lot from the artists. With, uh, which was very helpful to mm. also work in the in the in the technology field. So it was a very fruitful um, combination of actually working with artists uh, doing uh, or realizing art art uh, with technology, mm -hmm. because it also helped me to understand um, that um, agility, for example, using yes. an agile approach or using uh, or design thinking methods. Um, are very very close to an artistic way of working mm -hmm. and that's why um it was actually yeah it was it was a win-win combination actually to yeah, say okay course. there's a creative there's a creative challenge and mm -hmm. how can we can we um tackle this challenge uh and and going through these processes with 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 artists and yeah up to now uh, up today actually we're we're I mean, there now there are many many uh, methods are very well um, let's say well established. Like mm -hmm. you know, um, we are using Scrum since more than fifteen years. Okay. Um, and Scrum, when Scrum was popping up, um, it was for us it was like wow, it was really great because we we had. Uh, a well-established um, set of rules, which mm -hmm. was actually totally uh, in line with what we were already were doing. You mm -hmm. know, it's not that we are, we were uh, we were agile already, mm -hmm. but we couldn't explain it. So mm -hmm. we had these days when 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 Scrum was was coming, we said, "Wow, that's cool!" Because now we can explain it to our clients. We can explain why we are doing this, 
and why we are going through these cycles and why we are iterating. Before it was always the case that the client said, ah, oh, yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, you are creatives. Uh, and we said, no, we are we are engineers. We are actually delivering mm. solutions. And they said, yes. yeah, but you the way you're working, it's not, it's not engineering. It's like, you know, it's art. So mm. we were actually in between. But by by having these new um, methods coming up and being well doc documented and established and uh, accepted also by the clients, mm. this was super helpful for us because then we could say, hey, this is this is actually Scrum what we are doing, and uh, and so it was much easier to convince clients um, to follow our way of working or actually to accept uh, the way of. Uh, working. Can you give a short explanation uh, how um, Scrum works for the, listen the listeners that doesn't know Scrum yet? Just uh, I mean, there uh, um, we could do now a, a Scrum course, but just of course. I, for me, some very important aspects with Scrum is to say um, that you are um, not uh, starting a project with um, with a totally defined and um, a proper uh, um, description of the delivery. So there's mm -hmm. not a, um, a let's say, Pflichtenheft. Um, a design um, brief, right? It's more, it's more a vision. The, exactly, that's the point. Um, mm -hmm. It's, it's you with Scrum. You're work, working with a vision as, as a starting point. That's also why we call the first phase we are doing the visioning phase. Mm -hmm. So the first thing we are doing with with the, with the clients and the, all the on the, all the partners mm -hmm. is actually looking for a vision and to try to define this vision. Mm -hmm. And this, the first, uh, more, a very important step is to to convince the client to go through this process before really going to a next level. So that means he has to invest money without knowing where it goes. <laughs> and that's always the trick at, or the, the problem, you know, that mm -hmm. we have to convince the client to say, okay, look, you now need to invest, let's say 15,000 bucks or something like that mm -hmm. um, to find uh, a vision together mm -hmm. and to define the, let's say the goals um, of, of the project. But we can't tell you what you will get. So you need to accept that this money is actually burned. You have to burn this money for the couple of next weeks. Uh, let's say it's a, um, five, four iterations, uh, four, four times a week, and then the money is burned. And then you will get a piece of paper from us, or you get a cardboard model, or you get, the, I don't know, um, a video, whatever. The, mm -hmm. the deliverable is even not defined because we don't know yet <laughs> yes, what course. is the best way of showing you what we want to do. So it's kind of open. And this is this is the most uh, tricky part to convince the client to say, okay, I'm taking this risk mm -hmm. to lose 15,000 bucks or to get something really visionary, something really creative, uh, new, a new thing, innovative thing mm. after a couple of weeks. So that's actually the, the main thing that Scrum is helping us to uh, to uh, to be creative, to be innovative mm -hmm. uh, in in a very strict model. Actually, Scrum itself is very strict. So you have rules. You like, for example, your the so-called sprints. Yes. Um, you work in short cycles. Mm -hmm. In 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 the visioning phase, we sometimes work in cycles of one day, mm -hmm. or two days, or a week. Uh, and every time, or after every cycle, we we deliver. So we deliver. Um, 
yeah, there's a goal uh, for this period of time. So let's say we we uh, we take us we take one day to find the first um, approach with the client. So, is the client in there too? Yes, or, or that's only a, you. No, 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 no. That's an important point. So the client is not. Um, it's not working the let's say the normal way. Sometimes agencies are working yes. so that they um, get a, a brief and then they run and then they deliver something, you know, a pitch yes. deck. And that's not the case. So we involve the client in a in this phase. So he yes. has to. He's a part of it. And mm -hmm. that's the other big thing that the client. It's very exhausting to work with us because you the client has to play a role in this process. Yes. So he has to be involved. And that's also another pro problem sometimes because there, ne there needs to be a commitment from his side to say, okay, I'm investing uh, half a day a week or I'm investing, you know, this, and I, I'm coming to every review and I'm coming to, and you know, there's there's really funny stories about that, um, uh, things we learned. Mm -hmm. um, just to give you an example, we, we had a project with a, a private bank in Switzerland mm -hmm. and, um, and, and uh, yeah, we got we got a brief and we said, okay, yeah, we can do that. And we would like to go through this process. Uh, there's the visioning phase, foundation phase, build phase. So what we need is um, someone responsible from 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 the bank side <laughs> who can, can decide everything, yes. uh, who can, can work with us um, once a week. We, we, has to, we, we need a meeting once a week to How show you the, the results. They said, first of all, they said, the only one who can decide is the director of the bank. So everyone else is just like a delegate. Okay, great. So we said, oh, wow, that's an issue. You know, then mm -hmm. he has to come. <laughs> and they said, are you crazy? He has to come once a week to, to <laughs> see what you're doing. Are you crazy? Yeah. And we said, yes, in this case, he has to. Because if some if you um, delegate someone to come and he then needs to go to the, uh, to the director, talk to him, and two weeks later he comes back, that doesn't work. It's, mm -hmm. it's too slow. Yeah, so we need him. So finally, the funny thing is that finally we agreed that the, the director was coming once a month. Okay. For a half a day to our office, mm -hmm. and it was the best decision we ever did to say to keep um, being strict on that, and and it was the best uh, time, you know, for also for him, you know, after the project, he was telling us, you know, it was the best decision to to come to you um, once a month because mm -hmm. I was out of business, I was really focused on on on, on the project, and so on. For me, it was really a great time to be really focused on 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 this because normally i do not have the chance i'm running from one one uh, decision meeting to a next to the next mm -hmm. and with you i had really the chance to to uh, to contribute and that's actually what we're looking for so scrum means full commitment on our side uh, also a commitment from on the client side and um and that's the other thing that it, it needs also a um, good relationship with the client so the, it's not just about you know the client is the one who pays the money and, and so on it's also about uh learning from each other co so it's co also creation exactly it's it co-creation is, is a keyword so that we can learn from each other mm -hmm. that um that um yeah, it's also uh, on on eye level. That's mm -hmm. also important. That mm -hmm. he's not just coming and saying, "Ah, oh, I don't like this and I don't like that." So it's also about you know going through a process of um, uh, together. That's the main the main thing.
Yeah, that's that's it's uh, really great, and now I understand why you say that it's it's hard to work with you <laughs> because um, yeah, you have this all this commitment from the clients coming in as well, and um, you both create something awesome together and really understand the problem and mostly the problem is not where the pain is and that's um yeah i think that's a really really interesting mindset um you know yes. yeah sorry Go just ahead. um you know one one um internal saying is that we say the client is not getting what he wants the client gets what he needs exactly and that's often not the same thing um you know because especially in our field uh client sometimes comes and says i saw something you know the mm -hmm. our competitor mm -hmm. has this kind of crazy stuff uh, da, 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 da. we would like to have the same and then we start we're starting the discussion and saying are you, are you sure that this is the thing you need you're a totally different company uh na, 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 na. and in the end you you have a much better solution for him than the one he wants it's really the thing he needs in the end. And that's, that's, it's not easy. I mean, it's easy to say, but it's very difficult to, to, <laughs> to execute. Yeah. It's uh, may, maybe somehow like physiotherapy, you know, you have pain <laughs> in one muscle and then you say, well, you need to do something there. You need to massage there. And then you got to the physiotherapist and he said, actually, it's not the arm. It's the whole shoulder that doesn't work. And you need to do physiotherapy around the shoulder. Right. Mm. Exactly. So, now you talked about the values, the ethics, the scrum. If you, now you have over 40 employees, is that still right? Yes, uh, for over 50. Even. Over 50 now, okay, then you have to update your website. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of skills or mindsets are you looking for when you're looking for hire new employees? Or, yeah. yeah, 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 that's a, that's a very interesting question actually, because uh, in the beginning, when, when I started the business, mm -hmm. it was kind of obvious that there is no education program perfectly fitting with what we are doing. So mm -hmm. in the beginning, it was really um, the case that we were hiring people which are open mm -hmm. to learn, which, mm -hmm. which were, um, uh, let's say, strong in a, in a special field, yes. Sure, mm -hmm. they have made, maybe had an education in informatics or or any science or design, whatever. But most of the people were kind of cur curious of the things we were doing. So they they brought uh, yeah a certain skill set which was fitting I don't know two percent of what we are doing, mm -hmm. and the rest was learning by doing. Uh, so many people were actually. Uh, had the right mindset, mm -hmm. but not the right education because the education was not there. So they had to learn a lot. The le learning curve was crazy in the beginning. In the beginning, mm -hmm. today it's a bit different because now today, uh, even uh, there are two reasons. One is that we are bigger as an organization, mm -hmm. and there's more speci specialization also happening now. But um, I mean, it's still the, the question of the mindset. This is the most important thing that people are really fitting. Uh, um, with their mindset but this the second thing is that now there are more um, education programs where some people learn about specific uh, skills we need and mm -hmm. so now that um, we also focus on that much more than in the beginning um, about the education about the education yes it was less in the in, in the in when we started business or when I started business but now it's more we are looking for someone you know with with 
let's say, uh, AI skills or something like yeah. that. So it's also someone, for example, let, when we talk about AI, uh, Guillaume working with us um, made a master's in, in with an AI uh, uh, art project and, mm. so, and so on. So, the, you know, like now it's much closer to, to some of the skill sets. But what is still very important is that uh, all these people uh, at iArt, they have a so-called T profile. So ah, that, the T-shape, yeah. The, the T-shape. So like the T-shape, they have a very, uh, in one field, they're really nerdy. Yes. So they go very deep. And in the rest of the fields, they have um, knowledge so that they can talk to an architect, they can talk to a designer, they can talk to a, uh, a scientist, they can talk to, you know, these kind of people. Mm. And they find, uh, a, they, they are able to find a, a common language with all these people. And that's that's the T part, you know, the top part. And then they maybe have a certain speciality in one of the fields where they can bring in a lot of knowledge and and skills. Um, so it's that's the perfect match. And then if you add all these different T profiles, what hmm. you get is um, um, and um, what is it called in English? Uh, um, and come, you know, like für die Haare. So, come. Yeah, for the that, hair, yeah, your hair. Exactly, because you know you have the T on top, and then you have all the small spikes going down, mm -hmm. and then this is actually the full competence uh, frame framework of, of the company. Yeah, that's really interesting, and uh, that's also the thoughts that Klaus, the study coordinator, and me had um, when we were like creating the courses or the curriculums to have like all this overview of what spatial design is and by the way you also give an awesome course to x uh it's space no hold on it's space one X Me media 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 one for the yes. first year yes and also some uh, mentoring um which always gives like uh, great results and that we can create um this philosophy of this t-shaped person and then they can pick then a special a specialization and specialize in the bachelor thesis or even in the master and i find that it's a it's a very important profile but what about the mindset like of course a lot has to come from the personality and maybe the level of awareness but do you have like any other recommendation or even books about getting that that special mindset that you are looking for or, or the values yeah that's a uh, that's a good question i mean there's a lot of books and uh, but especially when it comes to values this is not something you actually can learn mm. <laughs> that's my that's my uh, feeling that you know it's it's something you you grow up with more mm. probably uh, but what what is one of the key um, key aspects I would say is like that the whole organization IART organization is is um, is working in a way that everyone feels to be a servant of the organization. And it's a community. A servant, so it's a community driven. It's a, exactly. It's totally community driven. Uh, um, there is no also I mean there's no hierarchy anymore so there was in the beginning mm -hmm. because I was the the CEO there is no CEO anymore actually you meant you mentioned that I'm the CEO there, there's no CEO anymore okay sorry. so um, the organization is um, a circular organization mm -hmm. without any hierarchy uh, and and yeah that's something you you need to be I don't know open for it for as a, as an employee uh and employee is probably even not the right word anymore uh 
uh, I mean, people get a salary for sure, uh, and uh, um, they're paid for their work. Yes. But they are in charge of what they're doing. So uh, they are totally in charge of... Um, um, total yeah. responsibility, total, total re ownership. Oh, exactly. And, and that and that is uh, also part of, of let's say, um, this mindset mm -hmm. that you have to be open for that. And you, you have to see yourself as someone um, serving the organization, mm -hmm. uh, which means um, you have to take yourself not so serious in a way. And, uh, and try to to learn what what is needed and jump in if if you can help and you know it's like this approach that um, it's it's a a group of uh, of interesting um, skilled uh, people mm -hmm. um, driven by 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 purpose mainly mm -hmm. that we say okay wow this is a cool project this is something we really want to realize we, mm -hmm. we we are totally convinced that this makes sense and then we go for it and that's that's the main thing so the motivation is not an issue at iart it's actually the other way around i sometimes think we should stop people doing working too much yes <laughs> it's yes. you know because it's not it's not that we have to push them to do something it's like saying hey come on it's fine uh, it's it's uh, 10 o'clock in the evening go home it's fine it's done it, you know and so that's that's the thing you know that i think it's um it's a social project on one hand. It's the company is not just something uh, you know where we do uh, good business. It's it's also kind of a family. Yeah, I mean that's that's really um, awesome and inspiring to hear all that. That are still companies out there that um, are really um, how you say like yeah driven by still driven by passion and also driven by sharing a lot of knowledge uh open being curious all the time and not like s some startups that are like doing a whole secret whole mini fbi ecosystem by keeping everything secrets and, and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. uh you have to fill out nda as soon as you watch on their screens <laughs> and um i see that you also created the non-profit innovation network called Fluxox. Flockstock? Yeah. Yes. Can you talk more about that? Yes. I mean, Flockstock is actually the, um, the also a place. It's like um, a co-working pl uh, place at um, Dreispitz in Basel mm -hmm. um, on the on the so-called campus of the arts, where there is the, the uh, HGK, the Hochschule für Kunst und uh, für Kunst und Design, and there's the the HEC, the House of Electronic Arts. There soon will be the um, Kunsthaus Basel Land and so on. There's a really nice growing place, mm -hmm. uh, uh, let's say in the um, creative field. And um, yeah, we, we I founded this company uh, actually to because we we re we had to look for uh, actually driven in, originally driven it was by uh, the case that we had to look for a new uh, yeah office or a new space, mm -hmm. and it was obvious that we have some some needs and many other people have uh, similar needs and it's very um it was kind of also uh, obvious that it would make sense to to um to use synergies mm -hmm. to um and that's why we were looking for 
uh, or was thinking about an organization um, providing this infrastructure. Mm -hmm. So the infrastructure on one hand is physical, so like uh, space where, where people can work. So the Flugstock offers about 90 um, ateliers, places, mm -hmm. it off, but it also offers a studio, it offers a, a stage where you can stage um, mock-ups and things like that. There's a lot of um, co-working spaces where you can, um, or, or uh, workshop spaces, uh, mm -hmm. you can hold bigger and smaller workshops, you can hold up workshops up to 80 people, so really mass uh, um, uh, venues as well, or um, uh, events, and there's a... Um, uh, a workshop where you can build prototypes. There's mm -hmm. uh, labs where you can do electronics, kind of all the, this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So, and you know, this is kind of costly to to build us up such an infrastructure. So it was it was sin, uh, it was obvious for us to say, okay, let's do it, but then share it with others. Yes, and that's why we yeah we founded this uh, organization Flugstock, which is um, uh, running this infrastructure and is also um, trying to. Um, establish a network of, of associated people, not only the people working there physically, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. also other companies and organizations. Um, so we also have, a, for example, a very um, good relationship with, with House of Electronic Arts. Sometimes we also do uh, extended, and they extend their shows to our studio. So in mm -hmm. our studio, there's something happening is uh, on special um, events and, and so on. And also with the um hockey car there's also a very good relationship where we um, sometimes hold workshops and things like that so mm -hmm. you know this, this is an, an open infrastructure um for for creative people in a way yeah that's awesome i will have a more personal question now because mm -hmm. you create all these awesome companies communities i want to share their knowledge openly in order to co-create awesome projects. Mm -hmm. Now you have a certain amount of expertise. And if you share that too openly, you're making yourself maybe a bit vulnerable or open for predators that take advantage of that, of you being nice, you wanting to help. Maybe I um, remember myself going, coming out of the um, study of my bachelor. Uh, being mm -hmm. independent and wanting just to help to contribute and then I attracted certain kind of clients that sucked up everything I know and then undervalued, underpaid and I was too nice. How can you be like in this time where yeah, there's a certain kind of predators around but also nice people, how can you be this open and still protect yourself of not getting... Uh, misused. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, of course, creating an ecosystem like a company, having a lot of people with this expertise coming for business and stuff helps. But if if our students, like they now will soon have the first bachelor graduate in July, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what kind of advice do you give them? These people yes. are selfless people that... that have only right motivations, but needs to come out in these harsh business fields. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, maybe I have to split the answer because yes, please. F first, first, um, I'm talking about uh, 
yeah, let's say my biography and and and, and my situation, which mm -hmm. is probably different than from people uh, freshly coming from from the university. Mm -hmm. But in my case or in our case, it's it's it was always the situation that yeah we 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 kept being open and we we were really sharing everything mm -hmm. with all the risks you were you were actually saying mm -hmm. that's that's true that's that's a big risk but um finally what what it made with us is that we we are always going further and further and this is exhausting in a way so because you we, we are reinventing ourselves all the time mm -hmm. and and this yeah needs needs a lot of energy and needs a lot of um motivation mm -hmm. but it's actually the only way of of succeeding to be honest because you know we we, we are working we are working internationally so um in 2005 for example we were facing a, a crisis uh you know we, we did a lot of projects in in the in germany for example we had more or half of the re revenue was uh, made in in germany uh, we had the issue with the Swiss franc coming, you know, we mm -hmm. were getting very expensive. So we had to stop working in Germany and so on. So we are expensive. We mm -hmm. are based in Switzerland still. The only office is in Switzerland. So we're working out of Switzerland for our countries in the, in the US, in, mm -hmm. in Europe, in different countries, even in Asia. So we are super expensive. You know, compare compared to Asia, projects we're doing in Asia, we are 10 times more expensive than the locals. <laughs> it's crazy. Okay. You know, in Germany, we doubled. The yes. prices, we, uh, we, our salaries are twice the ones in Germany. Yes. And in, in Asia, it's 10 times. <laughs> uh, and, you know, it's crazy. So the only way of succeeding in this, in this uh, in, uh, harsh environment is actually being always upfront. You know, you have to do something where, where others say, oh, no, this is too crazy. No, this is too risky. Oh, this is too innovative. We do not have the solution. It's not, you know, these kind of stuff. And that means you always have to go on. You always need to reinvent yourself. You always have to re-ask, uh, you know, going beyond the status quo and so on. So that's, yeah, it's exhausting. It's, 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 uh, but it's also fun, you know, in a way. Uh, it's risky also. Sometimes we also fail and uh, we try to fail early to, yes. to not lose a lot of money, but mm -hmm. we are failing. That's part of the game. And yeah, that's that's something you have to accept when you go when you try to go this way. You know that it's not uh, it's not um, a smooth journey. It's like it it can be very hard, and uh, and you uh, sometimes you are in trouble, and then mm -hmm. you have to find a new uh, solution. Mm -hmm. And that's actually you know that's actually the reality, and that's probably also the thing I uh, my advice for for the young people coming new into this business. Don't be too shy. Don't be too too. Um, uh, let's say uh, closed or yeah, conservative in the in the sense of how you behave, mm -hmm. um, because it's it's always paying back when you are proactive, when you are open, when you are you know it's hard. Sometimes you even uh, yeah, uh, you you get in troubles, but you learn out of this and that's actually makes you even more robust because what we need today is to be robust means uh, we can uh, tackle issues because there will be issues all the time and you know the business is now we are in a situation talking about sustainability for example mm -hmm. we have to reinvent the business it's of not it's, and that means um 
yeah, it's it's a, a big change again. And for us, it's much easier, I expect, than for others doing the same thing for the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. And now the, this business model is is uh, obvious. Uh, it's much harder for them than for us because we changed all the time. And we know how it works. We know how to change. And we know we have we have methods. We have a we have a culture of of change, and mm -hmm. they don't have. So they they're in real trouble. We we still we have to do steps, sure, and some of these steps are bigger and uh, and need more effort. But we know how it works. So we we are very well, um, let's say, uh, in a very good position for this change. Others doing the same thing or copy uh, others, uh, you know, they're, they have a lack because they're, let's say, years behind us. And that that's much harder for them mm -hmm. than for us. And that, I would say this is this is the, the thing which is relevant today. Do, are you in a position where you can really um, uh, act um, and you can really change? And um, if yes, you're in a good position. Wow, what an answer. I have to um, try to synthesize that. Okay, so <laughs> important values. Um, learn to how to handle anxiety, right? Because yes. you're embracing the new and you're going into constantly new caves, dark caves, uh, where you don't know where it's heading, uh, what it brings, if there's a treasure or not, or if there's a, uh, something dangerous. Although the most dangerous thing could be like that you fail and that you have to also learn how to manage failures, right? Mm -hmm. And especially learn from them. Fail early, right? Yes. Um, yeah, and then um, it's completely normal to peel yourself like a snake once, twice, three times, or I don't know how many times per year reinvent yourself see yourself as something liquid be water my friend as bruce lee would say right <laughs> yeah. so actually i art is water right no yeah uh <laughs> yeah this metaphor is maybe uh when it comes to a fight it's it's probably the right metaphor uh, i mean water in the sense that you can fill in you're constantly all the gaps. flowing and you're constantly flowing and mm -hmm. you can flow into the gaps um makes sense absolutely uh, I would call them niche uh, niches, you know, yes. because it's also about the business. Where is the business going? And for us, it, this is absolutely um, crucial because we we have to find the niches where others are not uh, yes. uh, there, uh, where we still can ask for for a good price. I mean, making money with it, value, um, mm -hmm. uh, generating value for the client. Mm. Um, yeah, sure, absolutely. Wow. Yeah, that's um, it's really inspiring and that you could do that for 20 years and still are so open and so curious. Um, that is uh, really a an, 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 uh, feature that I look up to. Uh, and this, uh, always when I hear your name in our office, like talk with Klaus, he said, legend, Corifer, media <laughs> architecture. And that's, um, yeah, we really appreciate that you come over here at Bachelor of Spatial Design and teach and share your knowledge and also everything you do in Switzerland with your, also with your network and of course with iArt. Thank you very much. The last question is like, how, how, wh what do you do that you, you keep up this, this mindset? Do you have like certain books? Do you have rituals that you're constantly doing? Um, or uh, how can you keep that or train that openness or, or train that, um, how you say, the resiliency? 
so that you always keep mm. changing but have the self-confidence do you have any process or um uh, how you say daily routines yes sure i mean uh, what what i already said is you know at the the frameworks we are using and the methods uh, we are using helping us a lot to 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 share um success but also to share knowledge and so on and this is a crucial part of of the culture mm -hmm. that everyone can participate in this and um that you know uh yeah that that's this gives you the foundation that there's a culture of learning that there's a culture of of, of sharing success and so on so it's also about you know authoring authorship um in in at iart iart is is actually um the opposite of of um of what you could say, you know, an artist with a name, you know, there's like an artist and there's the name and there's probably a studio in the back with, mm -hmm. I don't know, 10 people working, uh, but nobody talks about them. It's just like the guy with the big name yes. in front. Yes. And this is ab absolutely opposite of IART. IART yes. is, a, is actually uh, an organization where everyone can participate. And even when you look in, on our website, we show everyone. So, you know, some of our competitors, there is, you see on the, on, on the website, you see the, the two founders, the you see persons, whatever, the big, big the rest, guys. The freelancers. And the rest is hidden. The freelancers, uh, all mm -hmm. the people doing the, the hard work are not even visible. Mm -hmm. And we are the, the total, total opposite. So it's also about uh, being transparent regarding the authorship, being contributions and so on. Mm -hmm. And that's that's makes, for example, changes a lot in the culture. Mm -hmm. um, and you know that we were you were asking about events. We are also doing events, uh, inviting all the freelancers we're working with, and and uh, yeah. So th there are a lot of things going on to to keep this this community we call it uh, actually um, alive and and being uh, you know all in a constant process of of sharing mm -hmm. and this is i think the most crucial part of it mm -hmm. to that people are really uh, yeah have this this openness and this this sharing idea um, the second thing i would say is that um, that we are not focused on on growth growth is not a, a factor for us mm. you know as a company we are not interesting in growing mm -hmm. we we are interested in making uh nice and uh, qualitative and um creative projects mm -hmm. so even money is not the main uh factor mm -hmm. so we sometimes do projects which are underfinanced mm -hmm. because we think it makes sense to do them mm -hmm. uh and we want to do them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this this is also very important that it's, and there, there I'm talking about the purpose that we do the things we think are relevant mm -hmm. and the things which we think are, yeah, make sense in the end. And and um, that's also a, a part of the success that we were not focusing on making money. We were always focusing on making cool stuff just to have fun also. Of you course, know? life is short. And, Exactly, and that's that makes a difference uh, when organization when you try to build an organization to be more much uh, the most effective or the most uh, efficient uh, organization is not fun to be honest. Yeah, you squeeze so, squeeze the life out of it. Yeah, exactly, and that's why um, even you know that our organization is has sometimes a 
crazy overhead. So when someone is, when we are doing a project, uh, there are always teams working. Mm-hmm. So that means, you know, when, just to give you an example, when 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 you, some of our um, competitors they they take a project and then they have a small have someone taking care of this project and then maybe they they involve you know this specialist and this specialist and this specialist at some mm-hmm. point of the project. Mm-hmm. But in our case, if we take a project. It's always at least three people starting the project. So it's the PO, the project owner, the scrum master, and at least one team member. But normally it's three three members. So a team is always five people minimum. Mm-hmm. So that means you spend a lot of time and the effort, uh, even in an early stage. But this is how we work. It's like uh, it's a um, team-oriented approach, always. And this makes... a, a big difference because it's always based on 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 a, a exchange and, a, and, and yeah an exchange of people it's not based on once uh, one person on one guy it's, on one person and one a, mission it's a community that works for a higher self for a higher reason which is the company or, or the project itself in order to serve the persons that benefit from the project or like advance humanity somehow and it goes in this way and also has like radical transparency, right? Yes, it yes, exactly. Okay, yeah. So thank you very, very much. I see that we have to do like two or three podcasts more <laughs> because it was for me a very, very pleasant experience. Thank you very much, Valentin Spies. And it was con- fun. <laughs> concludes the Spatial Design Podcast number five. Have a good day. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day.